Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here are your hosts, editor Christian Berg and associate editor Mark Demko. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. It is Valentine's Day, Mr. Demko. And uh, what better for Valentine's Day than to talk to one of the best known bow hunting couples in the land? Absolutely. Hey, me and Tiffany, thank you so much for taking time to join us. We're super excited. A uh, bit of a different angle for us here, but a uh, perfect time of the year to talk about couples. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We really appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, it just was funny because we drop an episode every Tuesday and we were looking at the calendar and I said to Mark, you know, about a month ago, we're like, hey, you know, Valentine's Day falls on a Tuesday this year. And I was like, we probably ought to do something. Maybe it's a little cheesy, but cheesy's all right every now and again. And, you know, (laughs) you guys are, you know, somewhat inseparable in terms of you don't say Lee without Tiffany or Tiffany without Lee, right? And you guys have been doing this for quite a while now. How long have you been hunting together? Oh, I bet 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like our show has been going on 20 years uh, from our first show, which was getting close. But we hunted together before we were married and uh, scandalously dated for five years before we got married. <laughs> wow. Course, you're, throughout you're, that whole time. <laughs> You're so old school. <laughs> I know we are actually we are fairly old school in all reality, but yeah, uh, we were only five at the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yes, twenty five years. Yeah, and and I'm trying to remember. Uh, gosh, it's been a long time since we talked, but I think I think the story goes, and we yeah. should refresh it a little bit for those who may not know. I. Uh, Lee, didn't you meet Tiffany on an airplane when she was a flight attendant or something like that? No. I, no. Everybody, yeah, everybody would like to think that was the case, but in all reality, it was not. I mean, I actually, we grew up in the same town, which is, it, actually, our story is really lame, to be completely honest. We grew up in the same town in Columbia Heights, and I used to hang out with one of his sisters. Yeah, so it's matter through... My sister used to hang out with her or whatever. She was a flight attendant. So people always say that too. We've heard that a lot of times. Don't you meet her? Didn't you meet her in airplanes and place? Like, nah. Met her in our living room probably when I was like 15. Yeah, when I was like 15 and he 1000% ignored me because there's a little bit of an age difference. Well, I was going to say too, like, you don't want to date your sister's friends because that is fraught with peril if it goes badly, right? Right, right. I but bet you never it thought worked out. Yeah, it I, worked like, out I bet you never actually thought of that. Yeah, well, it was later. I mean, when she used to hang out with my sister, she was, she, Tiffany's like eight or nine years younger than me. So at that time, it was like, oh, yeah, this little girl around here, you wouldn't even think about it. But then later on, when I was back, I was in college and she was just coming into college. I went back to my chemical engineering degree. And then we went to, uh, we were at college at the same time. And yeah, then, they kind of overlapped. Yeah, we overlapped there. And, and uh, I was a tutor for chemistry, physics, and math and stuff. So I and I need your help. <laughs> and then we just started hanging out and stuff back then. And uh, and so it was a little different because, like, my sister was already gone. I think probably maybe even even student, yeah. yeah, gone and stuff. So I think she might have even been married at the time or something. So it wasn't like um, you guys were hanging out all the but time. But ultimately, I still was like twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you, so you've been, so you guys have been together for about twenty five years and married for about twenty. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. And Mr. Demko, you yeah. ever hunt? You ever hunt with your wife, Mark? Can you hear me? Do you ever hunt with your wife, Mr. Demko? He's <laughs> like, I'm not even answering. <laughs> no, I don't know if he can hear us. Well, I'm going to continue. I'm just going to say for Mark and I, I know the answer anyway. I mean, we're both happily married. I don't hunt with my wife. I think most people, right? Most spouses don't hunt together because it's unusual for both to be totally eaten up with it the way that you guys are, right? And now there's plenty who do, but it's, I'd say, well, in the minority. And when you guys first got together, were you both hunters? I, I certainly was. I mean, I, I grew up hunting and and I agree with you. I see like most of my friends that hunt, like their their wives don't. It's something they go off and do on their own to get away and everything. and then. Uh, but Tiffany never hunted before before we met, and uh, you know at that time when I was in college, she was uh, 
she was making or I was working at the archery shop. So if she wanted to see me, she'd have to come in there. So, and I never, cause like I said, I have five sisters and they didn't hunt. So uh, I just wasn't really even thinking about her hunting that much. But so when she would come up there and since I was working, I said, why don't you just get a bow and got one all set. But back then, you know, there weren't even bows for women. I had to, you know, get a bow and short string it and all kinds of stuff to, to, to get it to be the right weights and everything for. And uh, we just started shooting all the time. And then I don't think it was probably even maybe three years that we were dating. We'd go yeah, shed hunting quite a while, actually. and do things like, you want to try hunting? She's like, uh, maybe, you know, I guess I could well, try Well, because it. it used to work out perfectly because like, obviously I was not a hunter. I grew up in Northern Minnesota, like going up to the cabin and stuff, used to fish all summer long, but I never hunted. My dad was not a hunter. And so Lee would be like, Hey, I'm going to be in Kansas for November. I'm like, have fun. I'm going to Maui. You know, so I would always just go be doing my own thing, like when he'd be hunting for those few months, you know, so I'd be like, yeah, it's great. And I would just never be around. And then occasionally, as we started dating longer, then I would sit out with you and stuff. But still, not, not when like crappy weather or anything like that. But I mean, it was a good few years before I actually decided I wanted to try hunting. And, yeah. And even that, and even, that, even then, you like, didn't know when we got in the tree stand. She's like, I don't know if I can shoot one. I said, that's okay. Let's just go out and if you'll see, you know, if you, if we see something and you can just decide then or whatever, she didn't know how she'd feel about it. And she had her bow, but she'd been shooting already for several years. years. Yeah. And we went out and the first day, it was like opening day in Minnesota. And I'll never Scandia, Minnesota. Forget, yeah, yep. never forget that big alfalfa field and like three bucks came out, three little bucks. And the minute they came out, she said, I'm shooting, <laughs> you know, and the first one came in. So it worked out perfectly. The first one came in. Close enough, like 25 yards. She shot it, ran right in the field, fell over dead, and been really was hooked ever since. Pretty much. Yeah. So that was, that was good. Yeah. It's a good start, you know, yeah. for somebody to, you know, if they're going to start hunting, you see people thinking about gun hunting where it's freezing out and stuff like that. It's like, no, I'll go start bow hunting where it's, you know, 70 degrees out, beautiful weather, you know, just nice being out there and deer coming out. I mean, so it was a good way to start. I see a lot of guys like, friends of mine oh they they maybe they only gun on so they bring their wives out and it's 20 below in northern minnesota and their wives hate it and said well yeah i would have hated it or they'll stay unloaded in tree stand i'm still surprised a lot of times and i mean people that like i know well i'm like a friend of mine she had missed a bunch of deer this year she's just on a bad streak but i'm like why is david not sitting out with you i'm like because i know for myself personally if i'm on a really hard hunt i would much rather have like lee right next to me because it's like I just have that much better of a success because he's hunted for so much longer than me. I mean, he's made all the mistakes that I'm going to make, you know? So it's just so nice when you get someone else there. Just yeah, to talk you when to draw to, and yeah. to help you. Okay, just another set of hands and eyes and everything out there. You yeah, know? I'll usually range for and say, okay, Dave, no, nope, That's because you're your control freak in all and... reality. But I was like, that's because <laughs> he's just like, is vicariously hunting through me half the time like that. But it is helpful a lot of times. For too, sure. Though, yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm almost a little jealous because on the one hand, right, being a bow hunter, it's almost like this solitary thing, right? And and even when you go out with friends, because there'll be times when I'll meet up with a buddy or two, or maybe you go on a trip with a couple of buddies. But even then, Lee, right, when you get out of the truck in the morning, it's like, hey, I'm going over here and you're going over there and we're not going to see each other until dinner. You know what right. I mean? Right. But but you guys have that partnership where it's, yeah, I mean, it's a life partnership. You're married, but it's like this bow hunting partnership. And you have like an intimate familiarity with how each other hunts. And I'm sure over the years, like Tiffany said, there's been so many times where like you're helping each other out. You're anticipating what the other person is going to do. And it just ups your odds that much more. Oh, for sure. 100%. I mean, seriously, we're the best team ever out there. And like, even like this year, I, I mean, even, I mean, obviously we've been doing this for how many years and still my favorite person to obviously hunt with is, is Lee. And, and all reality, it's the weirdest thing because I think I've probably sat by myself like five times in my entire life. And obviously I hunt a lot, but it's just because I always was hunting with him. We were always just filming each other. And now I always have either Lee with me or a camera guy. And now obviously we even have kids that are hunting and stuff too. So you always got somebody. So I'm like, I would, I don't know what I would do if I was out there all by myself. I know I would leave early and come in late because for some whatever reason, I'm like terrified that somebody's going to get me, you know, when I'm walking <laughs> in or out, like when it's dark out. 
But it's like, we just have so much fun. Like I said, this year, Lee was out there with me because he tagged out like in two states super early. And so we actually set up a, like three tree stands in one tree. And because he's like, I want to rattle a bucket and I can't rattle it in if I have to film too. So it would just be better if I could, I could just, well, just have a camera guy up there with us. And it was yeah, about that he was hunting. Threat, yeah, the yeah. triple threat. And it was so awesome because he did. I mean, you rattled that thing in and it's like, there's a good chance I probably, I wouldn't have shot that dude that day just because nobody, right. I would have never rattled like that. I probably wouldn't have been yeah. knowledgeable enough to do what you did to get him to come back in. And when we had all those deer around, but it was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, I just love it. It's different, though, because just like you said, when I hunted with my buddies, like before I met Tiffany, it was, but it was like, you, it was a solitary thing. You went out and Paul would go one way and I'd go another way. And you're always happy for everybody that shot one, but it would still have, you know, if, I shot, if you shot a big one, it was going on your wall, not his and vice versa. But like for Tiffany, I, there's really no competition that way because it doesn't make any difference to me really who shoots it because it goes in our house and it's a team effort and, and everything. And we just have so much fun out there. And just, just like Tiffany was saying, it's like, I almost, almost every mule deer that she's ever shot, except for one, I was there with her because we're just a, such a great team. I think two this year, because I got Lovey and then Will. I shot one with Will this year. But right. That, but, you know, that's, I just love the spot and stocking stuff. So I just love going with her on that. Like she'd go with guides and just, they, you know, day after day after day and they'd blow them. We'd get close and we couldn't get a shot and this and that. And we'd go out like one day, the two of us and a cameraman with three of us out there and bang, we'd do it like first day. I mean, they're a very good team. We've been, you know, hunting together for 20 years, but even like this year, it's, you know, in the tree stands, we always have double stands up. So you couldn't go with her, but this year and I was tagged out and I had one specific gear that I was hunting. Then I tagged on a different one. So let's go get them. So I want, but I want to rattle them in. So we wouldn't pick out a tree as a cedar tree. And we got three stands in it, which we've never done before. So I said, well, I want to rattle and everything. I want to rattle this deer in for you, but I don't want to hassle with filming as well. You know? So we put three of them up there. We had a camera guy. So it's funny. It was a big cedar tree with, all three of us in and there. And Keegan is like a monster. I'm like, of the big, he's like the biggest camera guy we have, you know, and we're like, oh my gosh, the chances that this is going to work is like, but yeah, but it was awesome. But it was awesome. For it was me, probably it was one just, of my favorite hunts. Yeah. Had all the deer years. we rattled in, so me not having to worry about camera and focus and we gotten everything. And, you know, so I just did a, a, another angle like over her head when he was coming right in. But yeah, it was awesome. We rattled him in and then he came and he didn't come close enough and he's over chasing some does. And so hey, let's just wait. Because, uh, you know, let him get a, get over the hill where we don't see him anymore. And I'll hit him again and we'll bring him in. Bang, he came right back up. And then he, he still hung up because he was like, Gosh, you know, I think because we had already rattled, like, rattled him in twice. And he was hanging up about 80. So then we looked away for a second, gave him a snort wheeze. And bang, that just did it. Came right in, just smoked him at 30. It's 100, 182 inch deer. So that was like one of the that highlights really of, of, our, of yeah. our whole 20 years mm -hmm. probably hunting together. It was like probably one of my favorite hunts. Yep. Well, you guys obviously have made a lot of really good memories together over the years out there. Mr. Demko, are you back with us? Yeah, I think I've gone out <laughs> twice. I apologize for that. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. I want, we have a shooting gallery back here. Yeah. I yeah. want you to be ready with a question next, but I wanted to hit them with one break and give you a, t a chance to, to think. They're talking about all these great memories that they've had over the years, but for those of us who don't hunt with our spouses, sometimes that tree stand time is a time to get away, maybe decompress. Maybe you had a fight with your wife or something and you're out there. Have you guys ever really gotten mad at each other out there oh, yeah. and just been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to sit next to you for like the next 10 hours. <laughs> we did this We did this year in Illinois. I was so mad at him because we went to Illinois and I, I just like, you know, you got dogs and kids and, you know, I mean, bless your heart, but Lee's like, I'm ready. I'm like, do you have the kids packed? No. Do you have the dogs packed? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you're ready. That's awesome. You know, but so <laughs> it's up to me to bring all that stuff. And I always have everything for everybody else. And I did not bring some of my warmer clothes and I was underdressed 100%. And we were going out in the morning and it was later season and I was not expecting to hunt in the morning and, but it's Lee filming me. So he's like, yeah, we're going to go out. And I'm like, this morning. I'm like it's like 20 like of course i don't have half the things i need and then our illinois farm is fairly new and we do not have great setups there i mean at all it's like it used to be so nice when i was pregnant because my tree stand setups were always just perfect you know because it's like well you got to be careful because she's obviously eight months pregnant up there but 
yeah, I'm not anymore. So that goes to show that my tree stands up. Sometimes I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How am I supposed to get up there? I'm like, the first step is like five feet up, you know, and I was already crabby getting up there. I was crabby because I had a hunt that morning. I was crabby because I was freezing. He's like, that's it. I've had enough. We're getting down. I'm like, we're not getting out. I'm like, I am up here now. I've gotten up. I am not getting out of this tree stand. He's like, I'm not going to sit up there with you. And I'm like, well, then I guess I'm going to shoot yeah. a deer without yeah, you. Yeah, you're complaining or I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, well, how about you just quit being a jerk? You know? So yeah, we definitely have our. Yeah. Not our very time. many. Not though. very many. No. Not very many. Yeah. That was just kind of like everything at once. We were both just crabby. And well, that's, it never worked especially out. since it was, you know, probably it was like January. It was right after the ATA show. So like, Right before the ATA show, it's so like January 7th. You've been hunting since August 15th. Yeah, and I'm like, we don't have mornings in January. I'm like, why are we even out here? I'm like, take out in Iowa. Why am I even hunting a morning right now? Well, I think it makes us all feel good that it's not always a fairy tale for them out there, oh, Mr. Yeah. I mean, we've been married 20 years. I mean, come on. You know it's not a fairy tale. But I will say it's the one thing that always brings us back together. You know, it's like you got those common interests, even, you know, at times where it's, you know, you do go through things, so. Definitely something that to be said about that. What do you got, Mark? Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, I've been with my amazing wife twenty years too, and so it got me to thinking. You know, turkey season will be coming up in a couple of months. You ever sit in the blind or in the tree stand and discuss who's going to do this with the kids or who have to uh, handle this responsibility? Who's going to do the groceries for the? You have a lot of time where you're sitting and waiting. Do you find yourself doing that when you're sitting in the tree stand or in the ground blind? Um, hey Lee, have you ever considered who's going to buy the groceries? Uh, no, I already know who's going to. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just things that we just know. You know what? We all have our places in our families. And uh, you know what? We know that for the most part, the kids are mine. And, and I mean, not that we're not a team, but it's just right. like, you know. It's but like, yeah, if it's for most of getting them ready or something, I handle all the food plot stuff yeah. and not tractors every morning and stuff. And we all, you know, we kind of settled into what works best for us. And, uh, you know, so we don't really have too much discussion about that. Most of the time for it tree stand i'm like people call me the twitch nazi if anyone turns to talk or wants to do anything shh, shh, don't move don't move quit moving why are you moving so much so we don't really discuss too much like that you know more mm -hmm. uh, only thing is that we even talk about hardly is if deer come in or whatever because i just i'm mostly focused on on deer and looking and making sure and, and, a lot, and we're fortunate that we have a you know a lot of deer where we hunt so it's it's not like we have lots of hours without at least some some deer coming by so you're, you're normally entertained by deer and turkeys or whatever and in the woods that we're not sitting there for a long time we're pretty lucky on that but it is funny like we said though it's like you know it, i remember like years ago when we do harrisburg for like nine days and people would be like do you put your own tree stand up i'm like no i don't put my own tree stand up i'm like i have a husband i'm like does he do his own laundry? No. Does he buy his groceries? No. I'm like, am I out there helping? Most days if I can be, but I'm like, we all have things that we're really good at and that we do. And it's like, that's what makes us, I think, so well together in all reality, you know? Yeah. Well, the, the Harrisburg show is going on right now. So I'm sure you missed being oh. there. You know what? I actually do miss being there. I, I said to Lee, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of contemplating, maybe we should just run out for a day, but it's like 15 hour drive, you know? And then of course, like you said, we have our dog, Maddie, um, was diagnosed with bone cancer. So she just had surgery and she started her first chemo treatment and stuff. So um, it actually worked out good that we weren't out there. But um, it's so hard. All those shows are like at once. You had the Utah, that show, Big Hunt Expo in Utah. Then you had Harrisburg, then the NWTF. And it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, I wish yeah. we had a private jet, but we don't. So it's a lot of driving. <laughs> well, I mean, your schedule has probably changed a lot over the years because I was going to ask you, you know, Mark kind of asked you about kids and I was going to ask that too. A couple things on that. Obviously, once you guys have children, then it becomes like, and this is kind of one of those times where I'm like, I'm kind of glad my wife doesn't hunt because then I could see like, well, what? You're not going to stay home with the kids. You've been out every day this week. I want to get out. And so you got to take a turn. And like, I never have to have that argument with my wife. But same thing with the shows, too. I'm sure that there were years before you guys had kids. You probably would go right from ATA to shot and then to all these consumer expos oh, yeah. around the country. Oh, and you'd yeah. be on the road constantly. But now you don't want to do that because, I mean, you've got a family. 
Yeah. And I mean, in all reality, we used to even do that when my mom was still alive, you know, because at least we had, you know, grandma with the kids and that was all right, you know, when they were younger and stuff like that. But then when my mom passed away and then as they've gotten older too, and they're on the road with us when we're hunting. Yeah. So it's like, and they went to ATA show with us and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a few other things. So it's like, yeah, it kind of gets a lot because we homeschool them and stuff. So to try to get them back on track after just a free for all there for a little while. But yeah, we used to be on the road a lot. And yeah, had a we lot used to do by every show. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we went just week to week to week to week, back to back shows. But we, we were together, so it was fine, you know? Yeah, we just, just loved doing them. But handled now. everything at home for us. and Yeah, we'd probably still do more if we had, you know, somebody, if, if Tiffany's mom was still alive, and when she would come with us with the kids, if somebody you trust and was good with, with the kids. And we have, you know, Maddie, we have some people that we take now, but they don't have all the time in the world to come and work on our schedule. You know, they work too. So they, you know, they take off and it's nice if Maddie be able to take off when we leave for a month. In yeah. August, September. She, comes, season, with there, she but... comes with us there and stuff, but it's just pretty much to ask of somebody to be Especially right road. after our hunting season. Oh, good job. Yeah, Megan. To be, uh, you know, coming on the road with us. That. So it's, it's tough. And now they're getting to the age where they're. It's like, this they're... Is our beautiful work of art. <laughs> It looks like she's got a food plot scene there. It kind of does, actually. But I was just laughing because we went to the ATA show and uh, um, because we came from our Illinois farm, we were hunting and then went to the ATA show. So we were there and our buddy John Hoyer, who's a professional fisherman, single guy and stuff. I left the dogs with him. So he was in charge of the dogs. But we brought George with to take care of the kids at the ATA show. And of course, George is like, oh, yeah, they're fine. And I get like this message from this lady on Facebook. She's like, um, I just noticed Reagan by herself at the redneck blinds and I'm not sure who's actually supposed to be with her, but oh good. Cameron just came back for it. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, that's what happens when you don't have a grandma or an aunt or, you know, like a actual babysitter. And George is like, oh yeah, I mean, they were fine. I'm like, oh my God, George, I got messages on Facebook that my kids were there alone, you know? <laughs> And you're supposed to be watching them, but of course he's chit chatting about hunting. So, yeah, but they're fine. We, at least yeah. most people because yeah, our yeah. kids love going to those shows yeah, and seeing all actually. the hunting stuff and then heck yeah, Cameron he went now seven, seven and he's just crying his eyeballs out when we had to leave. He's yeah, like, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to leave. I'm like, well, the people at back who probably want us to leave right now because you've had 200 bike rides right now. <laughs> so. Uh, are your kids doing a lot of hunting with you now? How old are they? They are five and seven. And Cameron shot his first deer last year. And uh, he'll be turkey hunting. And actually, Reagan, I mean, both of them are shooting crossbows, regular bows too, but you can't pull back enough weight for yeah. animals. But um, yeah, both of them are going turkey hunting this year. Yeah, they're out with us a lot. Yeah, they're out with us quite a bit, especially now, you know, obviously not way early on. Well, I shouldn't yeah, say that. Are, Cameron, the day we got home, we, we had Cameron's birthday on march 26th and april we started turkey hunting had him out in the blind when tiffany shot her first shot one. and he was probably at two whatever he was three weeks old, old yes. and he was out in the turkey old. blind when she shot she shot a turkey with her with her bow and i was feeding him a bottle in there so yeah they've been out with us a ton but now at the point where they're actually hunting and enjoying it cameron just has first time with a crossbow you just can't pull his vertical bow out enough weight but i think we're gonna probably have him she was vertical bow for turkeys. Yeah, year. he wants to. That's his yeah. goal. But but yeah, I mean, I shot a deer um, this Christmas, Christmas Day, actually. It was the first year we actually stayed home. Usually we used to go up to Minnesota. And we stayed home and we're out Christmas Day and had the kids out there with us. And I smoked a big buck with all of us out there. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was fun. All four yeah. of us, I was just filming and two kids in there. Thank God for redneck blinds. Yeah, it is amazing what you can get there. Because <laughs> it's like they're so good until like all of a sudden like a bunch of deer start coming out. And you're like, why are you guys making noise now? Yeah. You know, it's like so funny. But Mr. Demko, what else is burning burning in your brain? I've got I've got two more questions for him, quick ones, but I want to give you another chance. Yeah, I, you know, you were talking about the, the children and obviously introducing them to the sport. What are you most looking forward to having them try as they get older? Oh, I think I'm most looking forward to like some of the mountain hunts because those are our favorite. I mean, obviously, whitetails are our favorite. People always ask, what's your favorite thing to hunt? And it's like, if you didn't have, you know, deer right in their backyard and stuff, it'd be whitetails for sure. But since we are, you know, every single day, we're thinking about whitetails and 
you know, food plots and doing stuff with whitetail. I love the mountain stuff. So that's what I'm really looking forward to is getting them. I mean, obviously they've been out to Utah and Montana and stuff when we're, when we're hunting, but obviously they're not, you know, they can't be huffing mountains at three and four years old when they've been out there and stuff. So I'm really looking forward to probably like the elk hunts and, and stuff with them where we can, when they are actually, you know, big enough and old enough to be able to walk the mountains and stuff. That was like, cause I think for me, I grew up whitetail hunting. So that was like probably one of the coolest things that I ever did that first time I go on an elk hunt and see the mountains and stuff and just how amazed I was elk. with it and that you know, hearing them bugle and stuff. I'm really looking forward to them, you know, doing that kind of doing. And that has such an advantage too, because it's like already, I mean, we've been putting in for some of these like special draws and stuff for years, which I mean, there's probably a few of them we'll probably never get, you know? Yeah. Because but, I mean, yeah, we're, we got, you know, with the hunting pool putting, starting to put our kids in yeah. now for the ones that they can. So, you know, and a lot of these, if you're going to draw a sheep tag or something, it could take 30 years. And most people, they don't even think about that kind of stuff until they're, you know, if you're, if you're even on the ball in the 20s and 30s, maybe even, you know, so by the time people draw those tags, you know, they're 60s and 70s, they probably can't even, you can't even get around yeah. them on that well, time. Well, yeah, there's some real there's there's some really neat youth opportunities too. So your kids might get a chance to draw some of those youth hunts for some of those things, and you guys can go along and and you know experience yeah. that with sure. them. Yeah, right. But at least you know you start starting young like that, and of course it's a lot of money to put in. You know, for all those things because they take all the money at first, and then they. I mean, a lot of it gets you know put back into your credit card, but you want to you know, apply for all those things. Like you just for Tiffany and I, it's like $30,000 on your credit card. You know, I mean, most of it comes back because you don't get drawn in yeah, it. They still drawn. have to buy the hunting license and all those. So it's expensive. I can see why it's hard to do, but you know, it's not for, for us, we're, you know, we're able to do it for them, but at you least. It's a show expense. Yeah. They'll be, you know, they'll get drawn for about every tag that they'd ever want by their thirties and forties, you know? So that that's a, I'm looking forward to to that too, seeing them, you know, draw some of those, go to those sheep tags and, you know, some of those once in a lifetime things that you start them early enough, they'll have a pretty good chance of, you know, 30 and 40 years worth of putting in, they'll, they're going to probably draw a lot of that stuff. All right. So this is my like sort of last question for you guys. It's a two-parter. One, do you celebrate Valentine's Day? And two, What's your best advice for hunting with your significant other? <laughs> well, I, I guess on celebrate Valentine's Day. I mean, now I kind of think more about getting flowers and stuff for my daughter as, as much as as Tiffany. But uh, that's one that I don't know. I mean, we're normal. That's normally we normally do stuff on Valentine's Day because it's it comes at a time of the year where we're maybe just shed hunting. It's like one of our slower times of the year because you get to march and man you're already thinking all right sometimes we're, we're we fertilizing and getting seed and everything you're getting ready to go and you know shed hunting we got you know most of that's in you know in at the end of february so you know we're mostly shed hunting but uh but it is true on that where you said it's like you know i mean he some some i shouldn't say he buys flowers somebody buys flowers for me <laughs> every year for i kind of oh, laid it out of what yeah i was like but you, you no it's me take. but i don't yeah, actually order them myself order. i had her mom i would always order them for me and now sean does it yeah. yeah she's i was on but it is it's sure. like it's not that we're like you know like valentine's day it's like yeah i mean you see around here we are decorating i like to decorate and stuff like that but it's like it really is just something yeah, for like Reagan yeah, right there. Yeah. It's like really for like Reagan and even Cameron, you know, it's like, of just, you know, making your significant other or spouse just feeling appreciated and loved. And so now it's more of just, you know, like it's what a good husband does to his wife, you know, it's, it's special yeah. to her. Then yeah, we do stuff like that, you know, and Reagan, you don't settle for mediocrity, you know, you wait for the best. And what was the second part? The what's your for? what's your advice for hunting with your significant other? What have you <laughs> learned over the years, Lee, that you'd say, "Oh, I, I, I'm going to do that again"? Nothing. <laughs> well, I think it, yeah, I think it, I uh, kind of already mentioned it a little bit earlier. Like I said, and I have friends that that they only gun hunt, so they bring their wives out. Like when we're from Minnesota, so like all our family and everything's from and 
Minnesota, we hunted in northern Minnesota. So they bring their wives out, you know, and up there it can be 20 below. And it's like, of course, they're not going to like it. <laughs> like, Maybe I they do it on like purpose. It for the first time. <laughs> but I always tell people, it's like, number one, make sure that if you're going to hunt like with archery stuff, that you got everything that fits and they get them, you know, teach them how to how to shoot first and a lot of them don't do it yourself i mean i even even when i worked at the archery store i mean that's what i did i did everything you can with archery but i still had one of my friends who was a, like a really good like pro shooter shooter work with tiffany because it's totally different when it's you teaching them compared to when it's somebody else that's a big piece of advice if you want your wife shoot a bow or something like that go to an archery shop even even if if, even if you know every single thing about it, it's get somebody else to do it because it's you never totally, have enough patience. Oh, you know? Yeah, totally I, 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 uh, I tried to teach my wife to fly fish. It went horribly, and yes. I ended up taking her on a guided trip, and it was way better because I just yeah. fished and I told the guide, "You just fish with her, and I'm going to go over here and fish." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's that's the biggest thing about it. Like I said, it's like I worked at the archery shop and I saw it so many times. Guys that bring their wives in and they have a bow. Oh, this is my bow that I had last year. It's way too heavy, way too long. Here, put on a release. They try to pull it back the first time. They punch it, they hit the trigger, punch themselves in the nose, put the arrow up in the ceiling, and they never come back again. They're so embarrassed, they never come back again. So make sure it's not some hand-me-down. You go get something exactly that fits them. Get somebody, you know, make sure they shoot it well. But it's, it's the opposite, though, like you said, when all those failure things that your spouse doesn't go with you. When Tiffany, we had everything set perfect for her. I had some, like Ron Cormier was a great shooter. So he taught her how to shoot really. She got to be a really good shooter. We didn't hunt like, except for two years, but she'd go shoot all like our 3D tournaments with us. And she'd be beating like all so half of my buddies out there. It was, I worked the opposite way, where when she was doing better and beating a lot of the guys at the 3D tournaments, you know, then she wanted to do it every day. And then when you went out hunting, you make that successful and good weather and, you know, comfortable stands and stuff and make first time, boom, you, I was there with her to talk her through it. Okay, this is what yard you want to do. Okay, and I'm ever going to pull it right there and I just squeeze the trigger just like in practice. And you're trying to talk them through it and boom, they shoot and they smoke it the first time. And you're not missing and wounding stuff. And if you have great experiences, right from the beginning everything that you do with them man they're going to love it the way that we do but you know just giving starting them if you start them off on the on the wrong foot it's probably going to end it's probably going to end poorly good yeah. advice good advice mr demko bring us out well thank you guys so much for for joining us taking time you know to speak with us and to share some great stories from all your years on together good luck and have many many more and happy valentine's day Hey, thank, thank you, you happy Valentine's Day to you too. We appreciate it. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We are here with, you know, Mark, I was gonna just introduce him, but I thought you and I, Mark, were America's favorite hunting couple, but apparently it's Ralph and Vicky. <laughs> and um, so guys, welcome to the show. Well, well thanks, thanks guys. Away from you no, guys. It's, listen. If, that's if you two want to do a podcast to get you go right that's ahead, like, man. <laughs> go right ahead. We got you. However, that well, is. Sir. I I know it is Valentine's Day, Mark. I hope I didn't make you professionally uncomfortable there. No, no, and I I know that we are 281st most popular couple when it comes to bow hunting. So we're fairly close. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> 281st. <laughs> Well, hey, we were wow. two hundred. We were two eighty five last week. So it's always a it's always a pleasure to have Ralph and Vicky with us. And of course, this is Valentine's Day, or it will be when this episode airs. And so, you know, for the first question, I was like, "What could I ask you guys?" And I guess this offbeat came to my mind: What is the sexiest uh, Valentine's Day gift for a bow hunter, guys? Is it like a new a new shooting house or some broadheads or like what's the most romantic oh. gift that you guys have ever gotten each other? Huh? He doesn't give me anything for Valentine's Day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you yeah, don't, thanks, cel you don't celebrate the love of your life. Well, I got her flowers before. Flowers. I won't even get flowers. But we'll be hunting. No, we won't. No, no. Oh, damn. No, we'll be home. <laughs> No, there's not yep. much. There's not much to hunt. I mean, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to throw you under the bus, Ralph. But yeah, you already did. 
We well, I mean, I don't want to throw you further under the bus, but we did another segment before this one with Lee and Tiffany. And okay. apparently Lee's not a very good gift giver either, but he has help. He has like people who order flowers for Tiffany every year and say that they're from him. So maybe you need to like so get, get somebody on the posse. What's well, yeah. so Here's the thing is, is his mom, Nani, who passed away last September, yeah, she was she the one that much, did it. She handled so that situation. Not only do we have Valentine's Day coming up here soon, and as this is airing, but we also have a 30-year anniversary coming up in March. So we'll see what he remembers and what he's going to do for me. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> let me, you know what, Ralph? I'm going to get you out hey, of listen, trouble. I really though. appreciated this <laughs> podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Because maybe gonna, you're the one could help well, him. Maybe, maybe I should turn the tables though, Vicky. I mean, what do you do for this good looking, handsome husband of yours on Valentine's Day? I do everything for him every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I listen, let, let's be clear. All of us guys take care of the honey do list because you know if you don't take care of the honey do list, man, you are in bad, bad way. Because when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And the whole household is, a fa- you know, it's, it's almost like somebody bringing in the flu. You know what I mean? When, when mama's not happy. Everyone. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm just going to put it there that we do. We we as gentlemen take care of the honey-do list. And, and that's a very honorable thing to do. I mean, you know, you take care of, like, you, you just stop whatever you're doing. You never forget what's on that list, and you complete every single thing in a on? timely manner. It's getting so. Uh, it, I don't it, have it, on. It, it reminds me of one of my favorite sayings, Vicky, which is that when a man tells you that he's going to take care of something, he'll do it, and you don't have to nag us every six months to see where exactly. we're at. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. You hit that one right on the nose, buddy. You nailed it. Simple. <laughs> I think well, we should put that one in the books. You understood what he just said, right? Huh? I don't have to that, nag you now. Nag yeah, every six months. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I make it heard what he said. No, hey, he knows. His mind is like a steel trap. He knows. In all yes. seriousness. In all seriousness. And I think this was true for, for Lee and Tiff, and it comes through. And I think it's what you're basically trying to say, Ralph, which is, which is when you have a really solid relationship, right? A good partnership. You guys have been at this for a while now, 30 years of marriage and probably a few years of dating before that. You've got some roles carved out. You're pulling your weight. She's pulling her weight. And it works, right? It works in the household and it works in the field because you guys have been laying down all kinds of critters for a long time now. He sounds like a marriage counselor. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, no, you're right. You know what? Honestly, you're right. Like I do most of the stuff that's in the house. Yep. You know, and all that kind of stuff. And he makes sure that everything else is going good out in the food plots. I mean, I'll help him once in a while, but I'm usually doing something Tractors, else. Tractors, buggies. You know, and I'm yeah. up in the office. I'm doing paperwork and contracts and invoicing, you know, while he's, you know, fidgeting out in his cave. But yeah, you're right. We do have our, we do have our roles. I, I think it's a, what do you call it? Me? Yin and yang. Yin, yin and yang, yang, <laughs> yang, whatever. Yeah, but we just kind of mesh. Yeah, that's it. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I, and you guys know it. I, I mean, any relationship, you, you know what I mean? It's it's a give and take. You, you know, you have to be willing to do both. And and I mean, you just do it. And, and I think after a while, you know, we, we don't take anything for granted at all. But what happens is it almost just becomes a natural thing. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whoever's up early, the first, you know, gets the coffee. Not all, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, the coffee's going, you know, things like that. And I, I mean, it's just real simple. And then I'll, you know, then you'll hear it, Ralph, fire. Need a fire. <laughs> so then, you know, I'm the one that goes out. Really? But yeah, most you, of the you time. You get firewood. I usually yes. start the fire when I get up at like four o'clock in the morning and you're sleeping. Well, I should sleep. Okay. See I how that works. works. See how that works. I see what I, you started. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I have to say I'm guilty. You mentioned the coffee. Well, first of all, I think we all know if you follow Ralph and Vicky on social media, <laughs> I'm not sure I would want to really be around or talk to Vicky in the morning until she's had a couple of cups of coffee. So if you're if she gets up first and makes the coffee and you can stay in bed for that first hour and let her get <laughs> Mark, caffeinated, 
That's smart. But I also will say that I do the same thing with my wife. And and sometimes my wife gets up and she likes to work out in the morning. Sometimes she doesn't get the coffee going until after her workout. And on the rare occasion that I actually get out of bed before she's done with all that, I'm kind of bummed. And I'll sometimes give her a hard time. It's like, you didn't make the coffee because me, when I wake up, the first thing I want to do is go straight to the coffee pot. So I take that. I take that for granted. Mark, you obviously you don't know these guys, right? Like I do. But so what's your what's what were you thinking about wanting to ask them when it comes to the hunting together for all these years as a couple? Oh, my. I'm going to throw a total monkey wrench into this because we've been off to such a great start. But do you two remember the newlywed game? Did either you see the newlywed yes. game? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Vicky, I'm going to ask you a question. I said to my <laughs> friend the other day, blank is the best hunter I know because blank. And that's still what you th- what I think Ralph would say. What? Pardon me? How, how do you want me to answer this? You can, what I think Ralph would I'm, say? I'm putting or, you I, on the spot and I'm asking you. Who is the best hunter, the best hunter you know, and why? Yeah, but 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 Vicky's right. In the newlywed game, wouldn't you normally have to try and guess what your spouse would say? Yeah, well, I figured this was, I figured this was gonna, we could, well, it's positioned to her, but the other thing is technically Ralph wouldn't have been in the room, but we sort of couldn't pull that off. So I've adapted. Here, wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought about saying that, but we've go, we've gone so far down the rabbit hole. I thought yeah. that question was perfect. It is kind of perfect. So the best hunter that what was the rest of the question? Sorry. Who's the best hunter you know and why? I don't know. Well, Valentine's Day is coming up. And honestly, I just started hunting just before I started dating Ralph. So that's a long time ago. And I didn't bow hunt or anything. In fact, I bought my first bow at Ralph's archery shop. So I would say besides being out there on my own and doing hunting, you know, without him with me, I would say the best hunter I know would be Ralph. That's um, I think what she really wanted to say was herself, but she knew yeah, she did. I think so. I know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of what I've learned was from him. But since then, you know, when you and I go out and like if we go on, to, if you go with one person, if you go off one way and I go off to another tree and stuff like that, I mean, we both learn more stuff. You learn something every day. Every you learn something day. every time you go out. You know what I'm saying? But I would have to say that Ralph would be. He, he, I would have to say that Ralph is probably the best hunter that I would know that I would say. Wow. Do you think I'll get flowers for Valentine's Day? No, like probably it. still oh, not. Well, I kind of like your game, though, Mark. Did you have a whole list of questions? Because you didn't tell me about this. Do you no, have I didn't. And, and it, just, it, it was just such a great start that I figured I'd slip that in. And we couldn't do the um, like the real newlyweds game thing right. because obviously you're sitting here talking to us. But I figured we'd adapt it and pull it off. And it went swimmingly well, so thank you. You're welcome. You should you should make up a question though for Ralph to answer. See what he says. Well, I, I do have a second one. Okay. If I can continue on. Um, yes, please. My question was, what's the most? So, so you guys hunt a lot together. What's the most husband and wife thing that ever happened while you were out in the field, whether in the double tree stand or uh, sitting in a blind? What's that like? The most uh, husband and wife thing uh, ever. Do you, do, do you really think this is going to be appropriate for our family friendly podcast? So I don't no, know. This is, going down that this road. is, you know, in, in today's world where, and I'm not knocking, but you, we, there's so many Insta famous things, you know, people and, and everything going on. And, you, you know, then, then you go back to the core people, you know, the cores that, that literally live it 24 seven and have done it for, for years and years and years. And I'm going to tell you a short story that you, I think you guys will appreciate. I'm scared. We are in Northern Alberta and Vicki ain't feeling right. Oh, so she goes to the cook of the camp. We were with Bob Irvin and Shelly, 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 Shelly was the cook. And she goes, listen, don't tell nobody. She goes, but when you go into town to get some groceries, could you get one of those tests? And Shelly's like lights up and goes, oh my God, you're pregnant. I mean, so literally, Vicky, I walk, she comes back and I walk her out. Now we are in a tent camp in the middle of Northern. I mean, along a river in wall tents. Yep, in wall tents, spring bear hunting. And an outhouse. Vicky goes up the four <laughs> steps of logs 
goes in this little wood shack that's above a 55-gallon drum. He's really giving you everything. I'm telling you. Not, not, I won't give it to y'all. And all <laughs> of a sudden, I hear, oh, my God. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so at that moment, guys, Vicky found out, well, Vicky found out as well as I did that we were going to have a child in the middle of the wilderness well, in we're northern Africa. In the middle of the wilderness, no, no, but that's where we found out that yeah. we were pregnant. And just to just to kind of go quick on this one too is we also know that it was turkey season when okay it happened. So I was <laughs> I was well. So okay, that is actually an awesome story, Mark. Great question because I did not know that they found out that they were going to have RJ at yeah. a bear camp in northern yep, alberta yep. over a 55 gallon drum that is unbelievable so what was what was your reaction ralph and how was the rest of the hunt I, I, honestly i was elated i was nervous just oh, like yeah. any other you know future parent you know you want to make sure wow i hope you don't do what i did i hope what are we gonna that? do oh my everything went through our head because we were going we were hunting in alberta for bears and we were going straight to saskatchewan after that for another yeah. bear camp so we were we were going to be <laughs> literally i mean we were going to be hunting for a few more weeks so it so, was yeah it, it was a little crazy we did we went to town and we yeah. called the moms and let both our moms know because we figured well what the heck we might as well let them know and then once we got back into stateside and made the appointment and had everything else figured out obviously then everyone knew but yeah yeah it was a little crazy rj had quite a a beginning <laughs> so well you and so while you mentioned it you know turkey season was maybe uh, a time of conception i i was going to ask and again you know family-friendly podcast but people i think who don't hunt with their spouses and neither mark or i most guys don't right i think most it's it's more unusual than usual for spouses to hunt together and you know i always think man Sometimes you wish that your wife hunted, but then you're like, ah, maybe we wouldn't get to hunt as much or we'd fight over who got to go hunting. But yeah, is there a romance in the woods, Ralph? Or is it you guys just are both too serious, hardcore uh, bow hunters to ever even let such a thought cross your mind? Family friendly. Yes, family friendly. I'm keeping it. Yes, (laughs) it's pretty damn simple is I don't care what you are, what you do in life. you got to have fun, man. You know, you you, you got to sit there and smile and you got to laugh, be able to laugh at yourselves. And you, you got to be able to kid around and joke. And, you, you know, it's that simple. You know, if, if if we would if someone wants to think that we are those, you know, hmm, you just just all this. I'm going to tell you right now, we hate to bust your bubble, but we're not. We try to enjoy life. We try to share it with the ones we love and cherish and and, you know, we thank God every day for the opportunities. I mean, it's just, it's that simple. You know, yes, when we, when, when it's time, you guys know it, you know, you, you get down, you focus and you try it. that muscle memory comes in and all these other things. And, and you're really paying attention to what you, you know, what you're <laughs> doing for so the hunt. Your when, 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 when oh, it's, well, it sounds like that's the, the answer is the answer. I mean, it's the obvious yeah. answer, Vicki, when it's time, it's time. It's and time. The, and the thing is. You know, let's face Muscle it. Muscle memory. Because I can tell you this. It's re- exactly. It's that shot routine, and you just let muscle memory take over, and you put the pin where it needs to be, and, you know, yep. it, it just right, happens. Right. I, again, draw, anchor, aim, release. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you this, Mark. You know, you don't hunt with your spouse either, and and I can tell you that, there. let's face it, you know, when the hunting is good, certainly you're not having those kinds of thoughts when there's a... 180 inch buck walking into bow range but there's also a lot of days when it's cold windy rainy miserable nothing's moving and when you're out there by yourself all you are is cold wet and lonely so yeah i mean it would be nice to have somebody to say hey what do you think about calling it a morning and maybe heading back to camp a little early you know what i'm saying (laughs) we're living proof Mark, I gotta, I gotta throw it back over to you to get us on the rails again. <laughs> He's still here. You know, thank you for all that. I have to say, as we were having this whole discussion, you want to know the, what popped in my head? We need to have you co-host every Valentine's Day episode. It would just be absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> but, but thinking forward, you have a whole year of, of hunting coming up, and you know, 
you've done so many years of Archer's Choice in your program. I, I forget, I think it was like five years ago, you already hit your 500th episode. Oh, it, yeah. Oh, I read somewhere, and I don't know if it's true, you travel or at, during your, your height, you were traveling 50,000 miles a year. That yeah. seems like a lot of mileage. What's your favorite trip that you've ever taken in all those years? Ooh. You know, if, if you were going to say favorite hunt and trip, I would say it would be up probably up in the north, like up in Yukon or Alaska, just because it's just so big. You just feel so small and it's just so amazing up there, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been blessed. We've gone all over this planet. We've gone to Australia and Africa and Russia, Ru He's France, been Russia uh, I mean France. And I mean, we've been like all kinds of places, you know, um, I still kind of like North America, no matter what. It just feels good. Yeah. You know, and there's something about moose and bears way up north. There's just something about that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you, you know, and, and I think I we, we were born and raised in Illinois. White-tailed mm -hmm. deer, white-tailed deer, white-tailed deer. Yet we had a drive and we had a passion of like not only the mountains, but the wilderness. And and we we continually did that. We were fortunate enough, you know, to be able to do it. You, you know what I mean? To to continue having our you know, our friends and, and, and partners up north and, and all that. But, um, you know, just like us moving out here to Southern Colorado, I, I have to tell you, we pinch ourselves every day just because we wake up and you look at the mountains every morning. Wait a second. Do you pinch yourselves or do you pinch each other? Look at this little cutie. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, you you know what I mean. You sit there and you go, yeah. "Oh my God, we live here." And and for and this, we have this fall, we had elk bugling, literally on our property, less than a hundred yards from our door. Wow. Yeah, it's just you know wow. we've had we've had mountain lions, we've had black bears, we've had mule tons of mule deer, ton, tons of merriams, and and the elk, and it, you just. Vicky, just just about 15, 20, now nah, maybe not 40 minutes ago, yeah. she goes, Ralph, look it. And where where our deck goes out, it goes drops down to a valley, but there was a a, a red-tailed hawk perched right literally eye level, eye level to, to us, us on the top of the tree. It's pretty cool. It, it, you know what I mean? So I don't know if it's necessary, it, but but going up, going to the wilderness, going to the, you know, to those areas, that it it just captivates your soul, man. It just, it takes, it, it fills that gap. You know, like we've always said, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, guys work hard or women work hard you know, and they, they, they go to the bar, you know, for an hour before they go home or something like that. We as hunters, we go outside, you know, whether you climb a mountain, whether you climb a tree stand, you go outside to refuel. That's our gas station. That's where we go, all of us, to fill that soul up when we're feeling like, Oh man, you know, I just need a little bit of, uh, you go out there, you take that deep breath, you hear those things, you smell those smells that, you know, we wish there was smell of vision on television because you would, you know, you, you know what you'd feel more, but there isn't. So you get out there and you do this and I don't care if it's just in, in, on the edge of a cornfield or soybean field over your food, your favorite food plot or up in a mountain or in a swamp up North, it doesn't matter. That's how we replenish our gas tank when it's starting to go on the opposite end. Yeah, you got me thinking about smell-o-vision. And then I saw a meme on Facebook like last week. It was something about, you know, what's the one weird smell that you like or something? And I was like, estrus dough urine, 100%. Yeah. Like every time I smell that, it actually, like I love it because it makes me think about being in a tree during the rut. You know what I mean? You go back to it. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't go with the estrus scent, but like like fresh earth. No, like I the like the wafers and spray. I mean, when you smell it, it's not hunting season. You instantly think of hunting season. My wife's not that big of a fan of either one. She tells me I either smell like dirt or yep. you smell like dirt or, yeah, you smell like deer pee. And I'm like, oh, it's a great smell, honey. You know, you got to come to an appreciation <laughs> no, of it. And um, you know what's funny? You, you remember years and years ago, the big thing was skunk scent. Yeah, you're. I think you're a couple years older than me, Ralph. I don't yeah, I remember am. that one. I am, but that was huge, man. I asked Ralph about his um cow estrus, his cow elk um estrus, no. and what happens when it spills no. in your back. And then you take that I'm mouth. Not, oh, I've mouth. we've all we've all had a bottle of urine spill in our backpacks. It's not good. Hey, listen, I 
in all seriousness, I wanted to ask you, because as you were talking, I was like, well, clearly Ralph's passion for the outdoors and the hunt has not waned over all these years as you were waxing poetic about recharging your batteries and filling up your soul and your cup running over and all those things. <laughs> um, how do you how do you uh, or what's your best advice for for the the married and attached people out there? How do you keep your passion up for your for your marriage and your relationship like you do for that hunting over all these years? Because you guys obviously have a really good marriage as well. Right. It's pretty simple. You know, stop putting a measurement. Stop putting putting an age structure. Stop making it so you know yeah, convoluted. No, no, no. No, no, no. But what I'm saying oh, okay. is, you <laughs> know, th there's always going to be a competition. Always, always. But the thing is, is laugh at it, man. Share it. You know, dig each other and 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 know that you're going to do this together and you're going to do it for the fun of it. You know, if you're doing it to have your 15 minutes of fame, I'm going to tell you right now, your ship is sinking. But if you do it for all the right reasons and pass that on to the ones you love and share that and cherish that, but that I, ship's I, sailing for a long time. Well, and I also think that, I mean, we do spend 24-7 together. We truly do. We are together 24-7. I mean, once in a while, he may go on a hunt or I may go on a hunt that we're not together. Or we may, like, obviously, but we be miss in different it, don't we? But yeah, I was going to say, you still, you miss it. You know, there, there's something, we know a lot of couples that couldn't do what we do. No. The 24 seven together for 365 days a year sounds insane. And it can be, and we do get on each other's nerves. I promise you that. Oh, yeah. I promise you. I got but, scars. Yeah, you, that's not for me. Oh. But the thing is, is that I, you know what, this is every, nothing is easy. Everything no. is a work, you know, but when we are together, we truly do. We just, you got to spend time together. You got to, you know, make sure that each other, that you're paying attention to each other. It's not just the hunting. It's not just the camera stuff. It's no. not, it's not the honey do list, which is nice, but just to take time and spend it together, you know, yep. and sometimes it's, let's go see a movie or let's go do something different than hunting because hunting is what we do. So sometimes we have to find something else. Like, to do. We have tons of friends that come over and they, all they want to do is talk hunting. And I'll be honest with you. There's times where like, guys, stop. We, 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 no offense we don't want to talk hunting Let, let's talk about something else and you'll see some of them jaws drop and you got to hurry up and lift them up you know because they're like but you got but yes that is that's our dna but i'll talk about the grammys no we can talk about rabbit holes but we won't go there yeah. right oh now. no don't you guys start oh my gosh but hey, that's you, it Huh? Would you, I was going to say, Mark, what'd you think about that? What, you have anything to add there? I've never watched it. I worked in the music industry for 22 years, Ralph and Vicky. For put this in perspective, I've never watched the Grammys in my life. <laughs> Good for you. Good, Good for, for you. you. Isn't that crazy, though? I, I mean, yeah. Wow. I saw a little bit on social media, and you know, certainly, you know artistry there's there's a certain form of self-expression there and so there's a lot of different interpretations people put on their music and on you know sometimes they'll incorporate in some of the contemporary things that are going on in the world today and things like that but but that's all part of what goes with the territory and you know artists tend to be really creative but yeah i, I worked for over two decades in, in music and um but i've never watched the grammys i just don't it's it's something interesting you know when you see everybody come together it's nice to be recognized by your peers and that's that's true for any industry it's just something that i've never watched right. yep no you're right absolutely yeah, but, yeah, yeah but there's 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 industries like ours where you have true talent like ralph and vicky and then there's other industries where it's a bunch of nonsense glorifying other nonsense and i'll leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> that's just my two cents though but i'm going to yeah. i'm i'm going to say that at least the, the majority of our audience sees that yeah our way yeah totally well agree. um so you know i didn't really have too much agenda for today and i told you i wouldn't keep you too long but is there anything else that you'd want to share before we wrap it up about just 30 years of in the field and in life together uh, this is this is your chance to just speak your wisdom into the hearts and minds of those of us who are so thirsty for it. 
Well, I know earlier you had made the comment, you don't know if you would want your wife to go hunt with you because sometimes, you know, you want to go and do your own thing or whatever like that. But honestly, I think there's something that that's why we are so together still. And then, I mean, you, he and I, we seriously like yin and yang, like we, we answers each other's sentences, you know I mean? Like we just, it's so weird, but I think the outdoors has a lot to do with that. Being out there in God's creation and having the time together to share with each other. That was a big part of it. I think, I think that, you know, even if it's a matter of maybe, maybe your, your significant other doesn't want to go hunting, maybe they want to go fishing or Maybe just go sit out in a stand or a blind and let them see and witness just the adrenaline you get without even a weapon in your hand. Give them a camera or something like that. I think that that's, I think the outdoors has a huge part of why Ralph and I and our marriage are so successful. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I think, I think in any relationship, there's got to be some common denominators. You you know what I mean? And, And there's things like, like, Heck, when we're up in Wyoming or wherever we're at, you know, when we're hunting and and you come back and Vicky's gone to this mountain, I've gone over there, RJ's gone over there, Aubrey's gone over there, and you all come back to camp and you all have that camaraderie and you're all talking about things. And it, I, I mean, you you feel like it's a magnet. You know what I mean? It, you feel drawn to each other and you 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 feel that strength. And you you know, I think that that's what we're missing. You, you, you know what I mean? We're, you know, everyone, it's it, it's all about the size, the age and all this stuff. Man, we're, we're, we're missing the boat here. It's about the adventure. It's about sharing it, you know, and it's about growing it. If there's a possibility that we all could stop the arguing and, you know, j- just all of that and just say, listen, we're all in this together to live this lifestyle that we love and we cherish. Well, wow. It, you know, um, you know, I'm going to be speaking at a, at a banquet next month, you know, a hunter's banquet. And one thing that I always talk about at those events, and you just hit the nail on the head, it took me a long time in the industry to realize that the most important thing about what we do isn't the critters, it's the other people that we come into contact with. Absolutely. And you have, to, you, have to, you have to satisfy, or at least in my case, I think you have to satisfy your ego for a while to come to the realization that there's not true fulfillment in that. And you finally start to see the light. But in your case, as a spouse, boy, that's the ultimate other person, isn't it? There's an intimacy and, um, you know, a bond that you can cultivate there. That's probably deeper than any other bond that you can have, you know, uh, this side of glory. So, and then actually I I did, you touched on it. I wanted to say too, your perspectives have probably changed a lot in the last handful of years. And it's really a testament to your own lives where, you know, it's funny, we talked about reproduction earlier, finding out you're (laughs) pregnant up there in Northern Alberta, but you guys are almost reproducing yourselves because look at RJ and Aubrey and they're almost, it's like, man, it's like the next Ralph and Vicky and here they come. Yeah, and, you know? and she, I'm telling you what, she is competitive. Oh, oh buddy. He, he's got to have his hands full. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it, and it's, a, it's, it's great, it's great. you know, to watch them. And, and the cool thing with Aubrey, <laughs> she comes from no hunting background. Yeah. Never did it. Never participated. She got her in first doe with us in Illinois. Uh, you, and and she, you, you talk about how this captivates a soul. A soul that had no experience, no knowledge. I mean, nothing. And this girl is just as covered up as the first day I met Vicky. You know, you know what I mean? Knowing that, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. And that's the only thing you could say at the end of the day. Thank you, Lord. Well, the only, the I, only thing that you ever found more exciting than a than a Boone and Crockett buck was Vicky, right? Oh, <laughs> it was the best thing, best thing I ever found. Uh, Mr. Demko, I'm going to turn it over to you and let us or let you bring us to a conclusion. <laughs> yeah, I, I just we we want to thank you. This was uh, an incredible episode in, in so many ways. And, um, you know, for me, it was a pleasure to meet you for the first time. And uh, we're going to leave you with happy Valentine's Day. Um, Ralph, you can put the honeydew list aside for the day. And I hope you have thank a wonderful Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Well, happy Valentine's Day to to, to all, and God bless you all, and just, man, live life to the fullest. 
And you know, Ralph, we are recording this about a week ahead of val actual Valentine's Day, so it wouldn't kill you to maybe grab some flowers. Wow. Yeah, you're pretty brave over I'm there. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm real brave on Zoom, I'll tell you that. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. I'd say it yeah, if we were in the it. same room, but anyway. Zoom, I'll zoom, 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 zoom. I will follow up with Vicky after Valentine's Day and see what you did. <laughs> All right? Do that. Do that. That'll be I'll make good. her a dozen. I'll make her a new dozen Eastern arrows. How's that? Hey, whatever. <laughs> is, you know what? As long as she's happy, I'm happy. All right? Okay. So I'm going to call her on the 15th, and I'm going to say, Vicky, are you happy? And if she says yes, <laughs> you're off the hook. Yeah, oh, that's it. That's right. Put your red. You look got like my you, Valentine's Day hat on. Mark, when you look at Ralph right now with that hat on, you I'm going to give you what's the first thing that comes to mind when you see him in that white hat? Please put the arrows in a vase. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you mine. First thing that comes to mind, put it back on, Ralph. Okay. First, first thing that comes to mind when I see Ralph in that hat, Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, there you there go. You go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's it, buddy. I thought oh, you were going to say a gnome out in the garden. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, you're, you guys are looking good. All right. Hey, thanks again. It was awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Take and care, thanks guys. for everything you're doing, bud. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand. Or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com. Dot com.